Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the newest episode of M-Class Podcast. It's new! It's new, it's new, it's new! New stuff for you and your ear holes! Hot new content! Oh, watch out! Jizz in your ears! I don't remember hearing that on the radio in the 90s. We call it cum-tent! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that was bad. Um, it was so good. <laughs> uh, on M Class Podcast, we don't just make jizz ear hole jokes. We also talk about episodes of Star Trek that are all related to one another. Like, this episode is part of the Ben Beeler Defection Collection. Ben Beeler. Uh, I am one half of your hosts. I'm Jeff. And I'm the other one, Josh. Yeah, the other one. Everybody feels that way about Josh. He's the other oh, one. Oh, here comes the complex part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, the complex part. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we pick apart Star Trek content so uh, you can know whether it's good or bad. It's all good. It's all... It's all... Not all of it's good. <laughs> it's all amazing in It's some all way. perfect. Don't even listen to this podcast. You don't need to know. <laughs> See you next week. But this is the uh, final episode of Ben Beeler's Defection Collection, which I'm a little sad about because I love that name so much. It's very uh, alliterative and great. It's a great name. Everyone should just be named that name. <laughs> ben Beeler? Yeah. <laughs> That's everyone's name now. It's alliterative at the beginning, and it rhymes at the the end. end. It's perfect. It's cool. Uh, But we can't ever say it again. Sorry, everybody. Until he comes up with another one. Yeah, you have to make it alliterative at the beginning and rhyme at the end. And rhyme at the end. It's called a Ben Beeler stanza. I would like to point out at the beginning of this episode that Ben Beeler did not pick the episode we're going to be talking about. Probably for good reason. Well, what the hell? I picked this episode. And added to his collection, because it was only three episodes long. Yeah. Or it may have only been two episodes long, I forget. Anyway. This one's good. This is a good one. This is Enterprise episode Demons. Demons. And it's from season four, episode 20. And those in the know. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's the sex number. Yeah, that's the one. 69 is when you smoke the marijuana. Yeah, June 9th is marijuana day. But it's season 4, episode 20. Mm-hmm. And, nice. And uh, those in the know, uh, those who aren't me, would know that that's the second to last episode of the continuing story of Enterprise. There's one more after the next episode, but it's just a real pudgy Riker walking around in a chef's outfit. <laughs> Yeah, it's the hurried up uh, final episode of the series because they they canceled the series, but they they didn't want to just end it. They, so they they quickly pieced together like a final episode, which I think they did a pretty clever job at doing for the most part. I mean, it's basically the best they could have done. Right. It's not Given saying much, but it's yeah. the best they could have done. Given the circumstances. And cutting out the most important part of Star Trek, which is the Romulan War, which, who wanted to see that, am I right? Who gives a fuck (laughs) about the Romulan War? All I want is that good Chef Riker content. That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Chef. 
the funny thing is, I think I told you before, is that you never see the chef in the entire show. Yeah, so it could have been Riker the whole time. It could have been him the whole time. It's great. <laughs> um, but again, I didn't know this. Like, I didn't think about it when I added this collection. It was just on a list of episodes that I was looking through, and it said that there was a defector in it. And I was like, there Shit, is. that's the collection we're doing. Uh, the defector doesn't have a lot to do with the episode, though, and it's also uh, full of spoilers for the rest of the show. Yeah, we could have also called this the Ben Beeler uh, collection of things that are happening in America right now collection. It's also the Accidental Nazis collection, which is exactly super apt. Super apt. I think this episode, more than any, is just like, oh, oh, God. Yeah, it oh, hits we're pretty living. close to we're home. Living. We're living through this shit right now. <laughs> Except there's no spaceships and phasers and shit, so it's way lamer. That we know about. That's true. Section 31 might be working overtime in our dimension. Oh, I have a, I have a good way to fix Section 31. I have a, I have a, a way to write Section 31 to make them good. Oh, well, we're front-loading this episode with non-spoiler content one way or another, so go ahead, tell us. Uh, so, Section 31... Um, uh, let me start uh, with Daniels, right? Daniels is from the uh, Time uh, Federation, Time like police, the, the temporal, temporal temporal division, uh, division. Yeah. So, what if, like, instead of doing what Daniels does, which doesn't seem to work that well, and also can contaminate the time stream? Mm-hmm. What if, like, the temporal uh, division makes Section Thirty One to recruit people to like write history in the guise of them being like a secret CIA type of uh agency. Like you you know what I'm saying? Like what if they like Yeah, go I through, mean like, I would be perfectly fine with that because the, it means that there isn't like a modern day corrupt bureaucracy behind right. the scenes of right. Starfleet that are like murdering people left and right. I do think that that's interesting and I I don't mind it uh that much, but I I would love it if they were like like yeah, because sec- section thirty one is like they're like responsible for like making things happen. Like, what if like section thirty one was responsible for that, but only as like a front for the temporal? Uh, what's the, why can't I think of the real name of this shit? The uh, the temporal like division or whatever. Like they use that as like a means to an end to like not give away that they're the ones maintaining history. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I would be much more fine with that than I am with Section 31 as it exists. Like, I understand Section 31 is an interesting story element. Mm-hmm. And I understand that uh, a lot of people really like the idea of Section 31 entirely because it's a very interesting story element. Right. Uh, I guess I'm more of like a, a Roddenberry-style Star Trek purist... Yeah, where uh, that undermines the entire message of Star Trek to me, and I, I I would love it in any other series. I agree with you, and I I agree with you in that like in a written sense and uh, like the way that it is, Section Thirty One does do that, and I I think that that's okay. Also, if the good guys are maintaining the Federation ideals. That's well, fine. You run into the thing that is used against people all the time in everything, where they're like, well, we're heroes, and we're here to help. Oh, yeah? Well, then why are your superiors all monsters that are trying to benefit off of our suffering? 
Right. And there's no answer for that, for the heroes. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Which, which is great. It's, it's great when the heroes aren't the crew of the Enterprise and Starfleet <laughs> are villains behind the scenes. I don't want a secret dystopia. I don't want that. I agree with that. And I don't like, I don't like that that's like a default like uh, it gets used a lot it gets used yeah. way too much the idea of a utopia is like laughable to most people like and that's why nobody's right. striving for it because it's like a laughable concept everything's dystopian and when people right. want to you hear it from like young writers all the time like there was a thread on reddit that somebody linked me to years ago now where people were like how would you have written like it was before Discovery come out, it came out, and it was like, how would you write a prequel to TOS? And yeah. all of them were talking about, well, the Federation is actually a dystopia. That's and here's fucking why. stupid. That's fucking stupid. And that's unoriginal as shit. I can't stand that. I don't want there to be a secret dystopia behind the Utopian Starfleet and the United Planets. Let yeah. one thing be a utopia. And you can do, like, stories about the Utopia, like, almost falling. Like, the right. seams that hold the Utopia together, right. like, coming apart. Like, they do that in DS9 several times. But you mm. mend up those scenes by having exactly. the characters stand for what they believe in. That's exactly what I was saying with Section 31. It's okay to have that if you have good guys, white hats, remedying or trying to remedy... Uh, and uphold the the morals of the society, right? Yeah. Like, well, I've said that before that if there was an ending to the Section Thirty One story, then I would feel entirely different about it. If there was yeah. like a we've rooted out Section Thirty One, like we finally figured out a solution, mm-hmm. it could be hard fought and hard won. But as long as they find a solution that saves the utopia at the end of the story, I'm fine yeah. with it. But we never got that. No, you're not going to. And then you get, like, Abrams with his Section 31, which is just, like... Everybody knows about it. Building in the middle of London. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's super hidden, huh? Yeah. It's like, cool. Section 31 is just, like... I think Section 31 is in Star Trek Online, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's, like, a hundred years later, and it's still there. It's been there since the founding of the Federation, and no one has stopped it. No one's even slightly slowed it down. Yeah, well, sometimes it does things that people want, and that's the problem. And that's why it's complicated, right? Yeah. Because sometimes Section 31 does things, and the Federation's like, I'm going to allow that. (laughs) Which, which, like, in order to maintain the utopia, it gets degraded by those type of decisions. And that's why, at some point, some characters... Like, the heroes on our Enterprise, maybe, would have to be like, no more. It's yeah. This has gone far enough. We're going to lose what we're all fighting for if we well, keep this, allowing this to happen. This series sets up, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this series sets up, like, uh, what Cisco does with Section 31, where he says, like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not doing this. And uh, Captain Archer is very much against Section 31. Like, he hates Section 31, so... There's some Captain Archer uh, uh, bonus points for you, Jeff. I'll take them. (laughs) 
Archer's is a lot better in this episode than I've ever seen him before. Like, I like him a lot in this episode, and I understand well, gets, that's entirely because he grows and changes yes. as a character. He's very this. different in these ones, because he's beginning to see what needs to happen. Like, this is the beginning of him, like, turning into, like, a Federation starship captain, where he's, like... Not only that is he you see where he's going to be the president of the Federation one day which he will become. Yeah, he talks about in this episode uh this is also non-spoiler territory to mention. Uh-huh. He talks about in this episode how he doesn't want the limelight that the uh not chancellor uh minister <laughs> the minister yeah the yeah. minister is getting but Samuels. like everybody's like yeah you should be doing this like you're way more Right, like competent for this type of job, and he's like, "Well, I don't want the spotlight," but he he's seeing that it. it needs to be done, right, at a certain point, which is great. Growth, yeah. character growth is a sorely overlooked writing tool yes. in everything, for the most part. Yes. Like, who care? Like, your characters shouldn't be static from beginning to end. No. Like, even the most static captain. If I had to pick the most static captain in Star Trek, it would probably be Picard. Right. Because he starts out really great, and he ends really great. However, yeah, but he starts out really great, and then he ends even greater. Yeah. He starts out, like, <laughs> stodgy and 100% right. by the book, like a stick up his ass. And then, yeah. as the series progresses, he becomes more and more, like, open-hearted and kind. Yeah, he's human. He's humanized. And that's great. Your characters have to grow and learn. Like, uh, fucking Kirk's goes from the beginning of his series until fucking Star Trek VI. Yeah, he exactly. he he learns that his own prejudices are holding back the entirety Everything. of forward movement in the yes. Federation. Right. And that's kind of what Archer. Uh, Archer's sort of like the only person. Well, not the only person, but like since. The Enterprise, the NX Enterprise, sees so much of the universe, much more than any other human being has seen. Archer and the crew begin to take on the ideals of what would become the Federation and start to work toward making that a reality. Yeah, they're setting the groundwork by doing the legwork. Right, they're doing the hard work. They're going out and uh, shaking babies and kissing hands, right? (laughs) Shaking space baby syndrome. Space babies! Speaking of space babies. Oh, yeah, this whole episode is about a space baby. But before, space baby! <laughs> before we go into specifics, before we get into spoiler heavy territory, mm-hmm. what do you think of this episode, just as a standalone episode? Because if you've watched it already, you know it ends in a cliffhanger, and we're not covering the finale. Right. We're only covering this part, so. What do I think of what it? What do you think? I mean, I like this episode. I I love Peter Weller. Uh, again, like this episode now, I think has aged way better because of what's happening in America in 2018. It was um, like Star Trek is always a mirror held up to society. It's yes. just this one was held at such a slant that it's held up to 2018 society from where it's standing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like it was relevant when it came out in 2005. But today, it's super fucking relevant. It's like, painfully relevant. It's disturbing. It's fucking disturbing. Like, right like, down to the big groups of homogenized people meeting in secret to yes. come up with evil fucking plans to harm people different than them. Terra Prime sounds an awful lot like America First. And I know that that's where they got the idea for Terra Prime, 
from the old America first, like from the 20s. Yeah, but the thing is, they're talking in this episode about like, oh, well, like Terra Prime was a problem before. Oh, well, it disappeared and now it's come back even worse than before. It's like a cancer. It's, yeah, they're hiding on the moon. That's America first. It it went away for a long time and now it's back far worse than it ever was before. It's back because, like, the people who like that stuff are old and dying and they have lead in their brains. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, there's a pushback. It's, like, a smaller scale. Like, their pushback is against opening up to the rest of the universe. Right. And our pushback is opening up to the rest of the world. Right. Like, we refuse to take part on the world stage. Yes. And that's impossible in this day and age. Yeah, it's too... I mean, it's too late. Like... I mean, even if we wanted to, for whatever reason, and I know people, some people do, it, it's too late. That cat's out of the bag, man. Like, you can't go back. I mean, our economy, <laughs> people talk about, like, oh, well, it'll affect all these other, like, countries' economies if we, like, shut off all of our contact with them or whatever. It'll obliterate ours. Yeah, we'll be fucking, like, living in the dirt. Like, so, I, I don't want to do Something that. like 63% <laughs> of our, like, uh, products made uh, like in our economy are made in China and Japan. Like yeah, what? What the fuck anymore. are we gonna do? Like they'll be. Yeah, like, we don't well, have factories. We're not gonna like, make well, What factories. about all these new jobs you'll make or whatever? But you have to have money to make the factories in order to make the new jobs. You also have to have resources. Well, yeah. Where are we gonna? Where are we gonna get those? <laughs> it's like even if like, even if you're in favor of like America first, shut all the borders, complete autonomy of our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there needs to be some sort of an infrastructure put into place, which we, we just, don't have that. We don't, we don't have, have even yeah. the beginnings of that. Yeah, we don't have it anymore. It doesn't it's not 1952 anymore? And that's the we fucking that's this episode as well. Like the yeah. Terra Prime people are like, well, we just want to cut off all contact from all these alien races, but uh, it's a little late for that. Like the Vulcans gave you like all the fucking technology you have, even right. Like, what are you but- gonna do? <laughs> They, there's one line, and I don't know if it's in this episode or if it's in the the second part to it, but like the, uh, Archer is talking to uh, what's his name, Peter. I'm just calling him Peter Weller. I don't remember Paxton. his name. Paxton, and uh, he he's like they're arguing back and forth, and Archer says like this is an opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. well, he's that's we, in the next episode. That's in the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can live in the universe peacefully and and benefit each other mutually why the fuck would we not do that well like, they're afraid <laughs> of being supplanted it's it's like the fucking the second class citizen it's white white fear it's right? white fear it's straight up like mutants with the x-men right. like the only reason the x-men are feared the mutants are feared is because humans don't want to be replaced yeah, homo superior, right? It's they a don't fucking, wanna... like, a bunch of white people all around the world are terrified that, like, the next generation is going to have darker skin. Right. But, like... <laughs> it's just a color, dude. It's <laughs> the same shit. It's all the same stuff. We're just all made out of the same shit. It's it doesn't just, even matter. It's so weird to me that... And I mean, this is coming from somebody living in 2018 who's had the benefit of, like, all that's came before, all the understanding that's been built upon. Right. But I can't fathom looking at someone who has all the exact same parts of you in every way, shape, and form, but are darker than you. And being like, that person isn't me, so they're right. evil. It's just fear, right? And that's like a simple, simplified explanation but of it. But it is. I, it's I, fear. I don't know. 
I don't like being afraid. Most people don't like being afraid, so I've chosen to just not be. Well, that's the thing <laughs> about is like certain things. Like everything is driven by fear these days. Yeah. That's like a post nine eleven thing. I right. Think. We got we got PTS from it. We're 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 post traumatic stress like, from it. Right. The people who are like afraid of having their guns taken away from them aren't like they don't think that the government's going to overthrow them or whatever, and like. Right. And they're not going to have their guns to stop it. They think that they're going to get killed by someone else if they don't have a gun. I don't really right. think like that. Like, most of the people I know don't think like that. If I go outside, I'll get shot by somebody. Yeah, it may, I always say this about, like, a lot of uh, uh, groups of people uh, who are of the more religious uh, variety. Um, and I don't understand how people, like, who experience that type of fear both like the fear you were talking about and religious fear mm-hmm. i don't know how they live on earth i don't know how they go do anything i don't know how anyone you goes live your whole life like done. that you just don't notice i guess it's it's it's, it's crazy i mean it's bad it's a bad the, and this episode uh, is way. a microcosm of that you see it in every character that's on the terra prime side yeah um terra prime forever terra prime <laughs> sucks yeah and they're just they also afraid. have a death star huh they also have a Death Star. They, <laughs> they have, like, a planet capture machine. Like, it's a claw machine, a UFO machine. <laughs> but it captures it's like a, planets. It's like a comet claw machine, right? To terraform Mars. Yeah, and it straight up is the Death Star laser. It's the Star yeah. Killer laser. <laughs> it's the Star... Let's not, let's not go that far. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the Death Star laser machine that they can just shoot on. They can shoot Earth's moon from Mars. <laughs> Which don't think about that too hard. Don't don't think about it. It would be really hard to do that. Yeah, you would have to perfectly line up the trajectories of the planets' movements. Right, like Mars couldn't be like on the other side of the sun. Right, so the sun couldn't be blocking. And also, uh, like that, the laser is on one side of the planet, and it's like the size of like a building. So you would have to have somewhere in the rotation of that planet to where it would be pointed even slightly maybe towards Paxton, Earth. Maybe Paxton timed it right. Maybe he knew. He's a very smart man. He wears suits from now in the future, so you gotta... I don't know <laughs> I don't know how wide uh, the ellipse... Uh, what's the right word? I don't know how like far below or above the sun's uh, sphere that the Earth and Mars orbit. So it's perhaps maybe if it was on the other side, it's still like there's still like a clear don't, shot. Don't I mean, take out can, for this pseudoscience. Well, you can see Mars like a lot of the time of the year. Like, yeah, but that you, like 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 I said, the little building has to be on the correct side of the planet at that time in order to fire at Earth. Yeah. So like at one like how what's the rotational period of Mars? Like sixteen hours. I don't know. Paxton knew. <laughs> Rotational time of No Mars. one cares, Josh. <laughs> There's uh, no science in this podcast. Well, the orbit is 687 day- Earth days. Can you explain it in a way that would be related to a balloon 20, being filled up with too much air? It's like you fill a, a balloon up with air, and then you fill a red balloon up with a little less air, and that's Mars. There you go. Fuck, he did 20, it. 24... <laughs> 24 hours, 39 minutes. That's amazingly similar to us. It'd be fairly easy to figure out how to have the the building on the correct side of the planet at the correct time. 
However, yeah. it would also be super easy to storm that planet and destroy that building by just going during the time the building's on the other side of the planet and they can't fire on you. Well, I like the way that you're thinking, Jeff. I'm I'm a strategist. I'm strategering all over this fucking shit. <laughs> Starfleet security, bitch. <laughs> they mentioned Utopia Colony in this. I like that. Oh cool. yeah. Like it becomes Utopia Planitia eventually. Yeah, I guess that's where. Yeah, that's where they build the ships at. That's where the Enterprise D is from. Um, I feel like oh, I didn't talk about how I like the episode. <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> completely well, go. For, fucking forgot about me. Well, fucking go. Um, like I go! said, before, oh my god. <laughs> like I said before, I really like Archer in this episode. Yeah, I'm much more interested in seeing how he grows throughout the journey in order to get to this point now yes. that I know he eventually becomes fairly cool. Yes. Because I've never he's, finished Enterprise. This is the latest episode awesome. I've ever watched. I have a sneaking suspicion, Jeff, that you're going to love him. Because I kind of I kind of love him. I'm sure I will. We're fairly similar. I imagine <laughs> I'll end up having the same opinion as you. He starts out as kind of a racist dickwad, but then he figures it out real quick this is my favorite one of my favorite things any m-class fan has ever made it was very early in m-class history where somebody photoshopped archer with a hat on that said make space great again and i was that like was that's him really funny <laughs> that's him <laughs> much like the inverse of kirk it's like the inverse of kirk's like uh like stereotype right where kirk is like a ladies man uh it's Archer true. Is sort of like a like cowboy diplomacy, like, but like Archer yeah. from like an outside perspective through the fandom lens is like a space racist. Yeah, he's kind of like a grandpa guy. But like, you know, it's probably not actually like that in the show as it gets going. No, he's not. Um, he's really the only like Star Trekky guy for a little while. Yeah, even like, at the beginning, everyone, he's very much in love with the idea of space travel, and everybody else is like, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, well, you get a Sato. She's, like, always whining about yeah. some shit. And yeah. everybody's like, I don't want to be on this ship with this green-blooded hobgoblin. <laughs> this green-blooded hobgoblin who's the hottest Vulcan I've ever seen in my goddamn life. She's a space alien, Josh. We're not attracted to space aliens. Oh, oh, right. That's I forgot. She has We're slightly not. pointy ears and a different haircut. I can't Her be attracted. Isn't typical of women from Earth, and also she's got pointy ears. But everything else seems to drive. Um, disgusting. Pointy ears. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> Um, like Josh mentioned Peter Weller is in this episode Peter Weller who you might know as Robocop my favorite movie and or uh, Cap Admiral what's his name Admiral from, from a bad movie Admiral from the Badmiral <laughs> uh, he's also uh, Buckaroo Banzai another yes. movie I fucking love so I and of course he plays uh, the previous sheriff in Longmire, who I fucking love, Lucian, yeah. Lucian, Lucian Con Connolly, Lucian Connolly. Yeah, he's great. He's fucking amazing in everything I've ever seen him in, and he's really good in this as well. Yeah, he plays a super evil villain in this, and he does it uh, by stealing the show. I would say. Oh yeah, he's. 
it's really easy during his first scene to be like, wow, this guy's probably not that great of an actor. Because he's yeah. just kind of like saying words and staring off into the distance. Yeah. But uh, every scene after that, he's fucking golden in. And he steals the show for sure. He's he's larger than the screen that this was shown on. That's for that's for sure. I love that. This guy. guy's a movie actor, and this is a TV show, so you kind of get that too. Yeah, especially know. the guy he's interacting with in his first. Oh, he's scenes, not great. Who's terrible. Yeah, yeah he's not great. <laughs> um, so I think that's as, as far as we're gonna get into this episode without talking about spoilers. So uh, we're gonna take Go a watch break. it now. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back after these messages, and it's gonna be pure spoiler time from then on. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We'll be right back after these messages. Hector Taco Bell at warp speed and start collecting Star Trek 3 glasses. Beam home spark. Klingon treachery. The secret of Baltrapan. And fate of the Enterprise. Star Trek 3 glasses. Only at Taco Bell. It's just made for you. Hurry and buy this week's glass. You guys ready for the spoilers? Um, this whole episode is uh, every spoiler imaginable. So yeah, the problem go is... Go watch it now. Go watch it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it now. Pause it. Come back. The problem with our setup is it is absolutely perfect for TOS, TAS, TNG, and even Voyager in a lot yeah. of ways. But it is terrible for most of DS9 and most of Enterprise. Because we have to go in order with those. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe one day we'll just say fuck it and buckle down and just do a whole series, but I don't foresee it. Oh, my God. I don't foresee that happening. That would, that would take a hundred years. Yes. Yes, it would. That's oh why we God. didn't do it to begin with. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But uh, everybody's just going to have to fucking deal with it, because we're not changing. Yeah, you should have watched it anyway. We should have watched the entire show by now anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> the beginning of this episode, we're, we're going into our moment-by-moment uh, -moment commentary, everybody. Yes, here Which we go. some people find annoying and some people love. Uh, the people who love it are correct. <laughs> I agree with that. But... So. <laughs> The beginning of the episode starts in, like, some sort of a lab. I guess it's supposed to be an infirmary, but it looks like a lab. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Paxton, played by Peter Weller, and some doctor who can't act are talking about a baby. Dr. Wormtongue. Well, you don't know it's a baby at first. <laughs> no, they're just talking about something. The patient. They're, like, saying the patient. And then uh, they talk about that the the patient represents something truly evil. Yeah. And uh, they leave, and the camera pans over, and it's a little baby in Vulcan ear makeup. Vulcan ear computers. Computer a, makeup? Those are computer... Those are, they, like, added those digitally. They're digital ears. Uh, they didn't look that bad. They are digital ears. <laughs> I mean, they didn't look that bad, considering that the regular ears are also just, like, a putty on somebody's ear. Yeah, so. they're just fake ears. <laughs> it's easy to make something look almost like something that's real if the real thing also looks fake. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little that's bit of a secret for you CG creators out there. There you go, us being professional CG people. <laughs> that's right. I own Photoshop. That's where you make CG, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, 
the episode date is January 19th, 2155. Ah, cool. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that this episode... No star dates. This episode was directed by LeVar Burton. Yes. And I, I didn't know that it was until I lo- looked at it just now. I didn't either, and I was kind of shocked because there's one specific moment in this episode which is like... I feel like it breaks one of the cardinal rules of TV, maybe. Okay. Where uh, they're like... Spoiler alert, I guess. They're like, yeah, the baby is yours, Trip, and it's also uh, to Paul's. It's a Vulcan-human hybrid, and it's yours. And there's like one second of them like looking shocked, and then it cuts to the next scene. That's it. That's all you get. One second. Yeah, that might have been just like for time or something. Probably, but it seems like it breaks one of the basic rules of television. Like you have to let something land before you move to the next scene. Right. Especially right. something that serious, that dramatic. Yeah, it's a big revelation, right? Yeah, that like made my head spin. What they should have done probably is saved that for the end of this episode. Yeah, that probably would have made more sense, but I guess it, Trip and T'Pol wouldn't have been as uh, invested at that point. Well, they should have been sent to get her, like which they are anyway to do, right? They're sent to infiltrate Terra Prime, which they could have just been sent to do, just randomly. It would have been better if Phlox didn't know who the parents were. But yes. he did know that it was a Vulcan human hybrid, and both right. of them, like, without discussing it with each other, Trip and T'Pol both feel like they have something to do with it. Yeah, because uh, T'Pol feels that way because Vulcans are psychic, right? Yeah. They, can, they, they know this stuff. And Trip uh, just has, like, human intuition that he he's somewhat involved with this somehow. His southern charm trips off. Yeah, you can use southern charm just like psychic powers. You, I, you northerners <laughs> probably don't know that. But. Yeah, up here we don't get that above the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm above the Mason Dixon line. You probably are. <laughs> I'm I not sure. You no, you're not. No, are you I'm in not. that? You're not in that little little thingy that hangs off of. No, in, I'm not in the, the panhandle. No, no, you're then you're not. Then you're not. I'm like right in the middle of the state on the far left. Yeah, so. you're below it. Well, everybody here acts like it, so at least it's true. <laughs> Whoops. But uh, <laughs> back on Earth, the Enterprise has like dry docked. And um, there's, like, all the alien delegates that are thinking about forming the new coalition of planets. Yes. And they're listening to... Pre-Federation. Samuels. Uh, Yes. What's his first name? Uh, Sammy Samuels. Nathan Samuels. Nathan (laughs) Sammy Samuels. (laughs) And he gives some, like, impassioned speech about how, like, we if we don't... Basically, like, if we don't hang together, we'll hang separately. Yeah. And uh, which is a Benjamin Franklin quote. Yes. But he says it like with more words. <laughs> and probably not as good as Benjamin probably Franklin. Probably not. He's kind of a down. seedy piece of shit anyway, but. Yeah, so you kind of get like a, a bad guy vibe from him. And they kind of go into that a little bit. He himself is not in any other episode prior to this. No. So. He's only in maybe one episode beyond this. (laughs) Yeah, he's clearly, like, uh, somebody who they wanted to have an arc, I believe. Now, whether that arc was going to be him being a good guy or him being not a good guy, I I don't know. But you kind of get, like, a... It's pointing at him being kind of a bad guy. Yeah, even though in this episode he isn't, like, 
really at all. He's not a bad guy in this episode. Not so. really. He's just kind of a pompous windbag. Well, he's a politician. Right? Yeah. And that's the point, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's one of the things that we were talking about earlier where uh, Archer's going to have to learn what needs to be done because otherwise it's going to be like politicians, pompous windbags. Yeah, there needs to be actual like boots on the ground type shit happening. Yeah, like, right? Somebody who actually cares about this needs to be in charge. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Trip is pissed off because Samuels doesn't mention the Enterprise. <laughs> we did the work. <laughs> they already got like a massive parade when they saved the yeah. from Earth from the Zindi. We need two massive parades. I need at least three parades before I can get it up. <laughs> I was hoping Snoopy was gonna be there. And, <laughs> I don't know Pikachu. They didn't even bring out the Detective Pikachu blimp. <laughs> What a shitty... They've been bringing out the Detective Pikachu blip for 150 years. (laughs) We don't even know what it was from anymore. (laughs) It's lost to time. Um, But, like, even everybody's kind of like, oh, he didn't talk about us. Yeah, they're a little uh, glory-seeking. Yeah. And Archer's like, shut up. He's like, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, he he nips it in the butt real quick. He's like, I don't want to fucking hear it. Clap louder. Yeah, Fuck clap off. Ladder. Yeah, yeah. Um, we learned a little bit more about how uh, Ensign Hoshi Sato has made improvements to the Universal Translator, and that's why everybody can talk to each other. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And they're like little iPods on their chest. Yeah. They're, they are basically recolored iPods. I think they, like, are iPods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mayweather gets... Um, like this girl comes up to him and she knows him and I really thought her name was Gannon because <laughs> Gannon. I, I couldn't hear what he was saying so I was like this chick's name is Gannon that's awesome <laughs> I think the first time I watched it I heard Gannon also and I was like hell yeah this, this, <laughs> this girl's family loved Zelda shit rules <laughs> Gannon her, her name is Gannett which isn't I a call- name but I call her not Lindsay Lohan because I think they wanted it to be Lindsay Lohan. This this episode was shot in 2005, so that was like the prime year for Lindsay Lohan. So. I, I don't know how you could have fucking jumped to that conclusion. <laughs> Dude, she looks exactly like Lindsay Lohan. I don't think she looks anything like Lindsay Lohan. Put up a picture of Lindsay Lohan and Ganon. <laughs> Ganon from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Tell me they're not the same. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. He's doing 20, it. 2005. Yeah. Let's take a look at a photo. We're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, they look nothing alike. <laughs> You're a literal crazy person. Where? Oh my. Oh my. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, now that I'm just looking at like the features on the face and not the shape of the face or the hair. It's the hair, the hair is the same color. I mean, well, they. I don't think Gannett is a real redhead. I don't think. I don't think Lindsay Lohan's a real redhead either. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen those pictures where she's not wearing any underwears. Oh, uh, you can change that too. But all right. <laughs> Who's going to all that effort, man? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. But apparently Gannett and Mayweather, like, used to be together. And I felt like I had missed something. Because I haven't watched, like, the past two seasons or whatever. But apparently she literally never appears before this. Yeah, that's the first time you ever see her, so. It's really, like, that's not how you introduce a character that you've never met before. 
Well, Mayweather is kind of weird. Like, they kind of don't really know what to do with him so much. And they kind of... Because he, he was a uh, cargo pilot's son. So he never spent any time on Earth growing up. He grew yeah, up in he's space. he's a spacer. He's a space... Uh, what do they call him? Space boomer. Boomers or whatever. Yeah, I think they just call him boomers, which is unfortunate. Which is super unfortunate. But at least maybe they <laughs> changed that name to something oh, good. Oh, Space Boomer is his name. Yeah. So... You kind of get a bunch of characters like that are related to him that just show up like that because he was everywhere, right? Like he went places. Like it's true, he he's so things. bland though. <laughs> he's yeah, such a he, bland dude. He's less bland than Harry Kim. He's at least competent. Like he's very good at what he does. Yeah, and he's, he's very, a great pilot. He's the, the, what makes him bland is he's nice all the time. I don't know. He's, he's really nice. angry in this episode. <laughs> well, he's mad at Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Ganon is real fucking like flighty apparently. Like she doesn't want to stay tied down to anybody. Yeah. Uh, through complete inference, I guess that they broke up because she didn't want to stay tied down. They don't yeah, really they don't talk about it that say much. Say it, which is sort of bad. Yeah, that's not a great. But uh, every scene that they're in together, I didn't pay attention to until it turns out she's a spy at the end. Spoiler. For should we tell them who? Uh, th- you'll find out in the next hour of this podcast. Just <laughs> hang on. Yeah. Um. But like uh, a lady, an old lady comes in and she grabs on to to Paul and she's like, "They're gonna kill her! Don't let them kill her!" Yeah, she's wearing like a crazy lady coat from 1978. <laughs> he gives her, uh, she gives her like a little vial that has DNA in it, and it's big enough that you can see it with the regular camera. It's just a big <laughs> spool of DNA. It's just macro DNA. <laughs> uh, we enlarged it. She fell over, and it turns out that somebody shot her with a phase pistol right in the in, tummy. In the stomach. Oh god. That Blew would her suck. tummy open. Ugh. <laughs> Face pistols are not as cool as phasers. They don't just turn you red and make you disappear. Well, they're like the same thing. They just had to call them something different because they, I guess, they don't like canonically have phasers yet or some shit. Like face that. pistol is like phaser zero point one, right? Like an early stage. So they, when they when they first get the phase pistols, they're the first people to use them in Starfleet. Like they, nobody else has them in the beginning of the show. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> this just reminded me because I just went to the article for Phase Pistol because I was mm-hmm. gonna see if they call it like Phaser 1.0 or whatever. Right. But um, they they mentioned that Mako officers use a different model. Yeah. Why did Enterprise introduce something that is in no other Star Trek series from then the on? Makos. Yeah. Uh. It's ground troops for space. They're like the SEAL, they're SEAL team. I'll tell you why they did that, Jeff, because 9-11 happened, that's why. Yeah, that's true. Everything that happens in this show is because 9-11 happened. Pretty much. <laughs> it's ground troops for space. Yeah, they're like <sighs> Marines, I guess. Yeah, they're not even affiliated with Starfleet, which I don't like. No, they're whatever. not, but later on they talk about, like, Mako's, like, I forget, it might be in one of the books or something i was reading about they got hats they get like absorbed into starfleet uh they wear baseball caps that's pretty neat 
<laughs> I like when in this show when they wear like clothes that we would wear. Yeah, like Paxton is just wearing a regular suit from a 2004. Suit. Yeah, like, like like you don't ever see that in Star Trek. You never see a guy just have a suit. No, because it's a hundred fucking years <laughs> later. Like they shouldn't be wearing anything like that. It's, it's two hundred <laughs> years from now, actually. I don't know. People still wear people wore suits a hundred years ago that looked pretty similar to our suits. I don't know. They look pretty fucking different than suits these days. Not that far it's, away, it's like little changes like you know how in batman beyond nobody wears ties anymore they have no. those suits that like go t- and make like a square on your chest like a flap yeah like yeah a, yeah that's like a reasonable change for a hundred years later right right that's also the demolition man look yeah it is actually that, like, pretty demolition man that like uh almost like uh Nazi-ish, like Hugo Boss. Well, outfit. yeah. In Batman Beyond, it's not like that. They're just very sleek suits or whatever. Yeah, but, they're just yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they go to the they go to the doctor's office. They go to Doctor Flox's place, and they're like, uh, test out this big DNA spinner, and uh, it's actually like hair in a thing, but whatever. Yeah. Um. It's, they're like, do you know who it belongs to? And he's like, I've got a pretty good idea. And then he tells them exactly who it belongs to. Yeah. He's like, I've got a pretty good idea. It's a Vulcan-human hybrid baby, and it's Tucker and T'Pol's kid. Yes. And then it cuts immediately to T'Pol meditating at her quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a jarring cut. And Tucker but comes guess- in, and he's like, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like, did you... Did you have a baby? <laughs> and, like, the whole, like, crux of his story in this episode is he doesn't quite believe her. That she yeah. didn't have a baby that he didn't know about on the ship that they shared together for the well, past... Well, there's... There are times... So this is when, watching the show, there's some context needed. There are times when she is away for a little bit. Not in the show, but, like, there are, like, months where she is not on the enterprise because the enterprise is like getting refit and stuff okay well and they talk about like her going and doing was it things. nine months i don't know how long <laughs> vulcans gestate babies for nine months i could be they're very similar to humans well they also say like did she did she uh, have a fertilized ovum and have it removed like, that's he true thinks, he thinks that might have happened but um he doesn't quite trust her she says yeah. that she's never been pregnant, but he doesn't quite trust her, especially well, because she, she knows where the baby is and right. she knows it's theirs. Yeah, she uh, she gets a little whacked out on the Trellium D, and it makes her a little nuts, and she starts doing some crazy shit. So, she's still on Trellium D at this point. No, but you can see the effects of it. Like she's, she's showing like, a lot more emotions. Yeah, she's like really like tweaked out from it. Like it damages her brain. Like she gets brain damage from it. And she can't maintain her emotions because of it. Like, like she's not like like less Vulcan now. That's like, I like and dislike that at the same exact time because right? that's like the standard Star Trek way to make Vulcans interesting. Right. Actually, they're not completely Vulcan. They can't stop their emotions. Well, they also talk about her spending too much time with humans because she's the first Vulcan that has ever spent this amount of time with them, mm-hmm. and she. She talks to Dr. Flox in an episode, and she's like, these people are, like, they're, like, changing me. She's like, I, I can't, she's like, I'm feeling what they're feeling, and I can't handle it. 
And like that's part of the reason why she does the trellium too is like it helps her deal with the emotions except it uh, rots her brain out also. I mean, that's that's still relevant today. I yeah, mean, it's, it's heroin. I mean, it's what <laughs> right? It's heroin, now it's meth, yeah. pills, yeah. it's whatever. whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. Um but uh, like T'Pol keeps telling him, you know, I was never pregnant and he's he's like I believe you. All right, I believe you, but he obviously doesn't. No, he doesn't. They have a rocky history together. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, Archer and um, Magistrate Minister Samuels. Sammy Samuels, Nathan Sammy Samuels. Sammy Samuels, Minister, Earth Minister, meets with Archer on the ship. And Archer's like, we need to get this information out there to find out anything people might know. And he's like, I don't want right. people knowing about there being no Vulcan half-breeds on my planet. Yes. And Archer's like, why? And then Samuels is like, You've been away for a while. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Terra Prime is back in, in like full force, and yeah. they're 100% going to lose their shit if they find out that humans and Vulcans can breed together. There's an episode prior to this when they go back to Earth after the Zindi attack, and you see the beginnings of the xenophobia striking Earth. Like, they get into a bar fight, like, Phlox gets into a bar fight with uh, Mayweather and a uh, uh, British man. What's his name? Malcolm. God. Malcolm. Uh, and he like turns into a frog face thing, <laughs> like his face. Like, I've blows seen up. that image of his yeah. face all blown up. Yeah, and so like people on Earth are not handling much like we did not handle nine uh, eleven very well. They're yeah. not handling this very well. It's like aliens are a really obvious metaphor for like Middle Eastern people. Or yeah, like, or right any, after nine eleven. Right. Right, or anything different that isn't... Well, like, yeah, that's, like, the standard metaphor, but it's really obvious, like, this show's 2004, 2005. Right. Like, it's obvious what this whole thing is a metaphor for. Terra Prime and everything. Yeah. yeah. Zindi attack. Yep. Um, d- straight up, they're like, the, did the Zindis apologize? Did our yeah. government make them apologize? Oh, it's so depressing, because it's like... That's exactly what people say. Like, it's yeah. so fucking depressing. Uh, they apologize. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like, no. Like, like what? Jesus. Uh, well, like, uh, Samuels <laughs> won't give Archer any access to the investigation. He's like, just let my investigators do what they're going to do. It's their job. Right. AKA, it's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. Yeah, go go be a Starfleet guy. Don't worry about it, right? Yeah, but Archer calls up Malcolm, and he's like, I need you to meet with that guy. I know we said we'd never meet with him again, but we gotta. Yeah, so he's he's from a earlier episode also. Where I imagined. <laughs> he, he, like Bashir, gets recruited to be in Section 31. Because all British accent people gotta be in that's Section 31. <laughs> that's why everyone in movies is evil is British, because they all get recruited because of the accent. <laughs> everyone in the Empire is in the Empire because they can speak with a British accent. That's it. That's that's why they left Obi-Wan Kenobi alive. Yeah. They're like, we'll get him one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> He'll come back. Uh, but, like, Malcolm Reed goes uh, to San Francisco, and it's like a... It's like a Beauty and the Beast episode <laughs> background from the 90s. Like the 80s? Be- with the, yeah, like the 80s Beauty and the Linda Beast. Linda Hamilton. And- <laughs> Lin- yeah, with Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman as the Beast. It's like that type of background with like real soft focus lens and like yeah. smoke everywhere. 
I was like, what show is this? And then uh, Baker Street plays. (laughs) And you're like, oh my god, it's the 80s. Um, But a Section 31 agent shows up. And he's like, you told me never to contact you. And Reed's like, well, I contacted you, but with a British accent. (laughs) Yeah. He's obnoxious, though, Reed. He he kind of is. He's not my favorite, but he's great in certain... I think he's alright. I think that might just be, like, my predilection to, like, security chiefs. Yeah, there's points of the show where you're like, oh, this guy rules. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, apparently the guy's like, if you talk to me, then you work for Section 31 again. And Reed just keeps talking to him. Yeah. So I guess he does. No take backsies. That's the way it works with Section 31, right? They're like a mob. Like, you're in the mob now. Oh, okay. Uh, the old lady that got shot in the guts earlier was apparently a member of Terra Prime, and the child is half human and half Vulcan, and they've got control. Right. And there's a mystery regarding how it was made, because it wasn't just bumping uglies this time. No, they didn't. They bump uglies in the show, but they don't make a baby from it. <laughs> you can do that, especially in the future. It's probably super. I mean, in Star Trek, like DS9 TNG, it's got to just be like, it's like an injection, which in Star Trek, an injection is like, go to the doctor's office for one second. Yeah, walk in and be like, need my no baby shot. Yep. Psh, done. Psh, See done. you later. <laughs> Gonna go have no babies now. All right, I can have crazy, unprotected, diseaseless sex. This is gonna be great. Yeah, and people were like, man, there's, there's Riker, that Riker, he's a whore. Like, you wouldn't be having all the sex you can <laughs> That's have That's what in I'm the saying! That's what I'm saying! If there was a... I think I was talking to you about, like, the, there must have been, like, a sexual revolution at some point. Oh, like, yeah. another one. Where people were just like, let's just fuck. Because who cares? Yeah, you can't get diseases, and you can't yeah. get pregnant. There are no unwanted side effects besides emotional ones. Let's fuck. Yeah. There's a there's an instance in the first I think episode of the show of this show where they go to a planet and uh, the doctor's like, do not have sex with anything because <laughs> 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 like it's like they don't have that yet. You know what I mean? They're like they're not safe from that. Yeah, stuff yet. especially space diseases. You got yeah. no fucking clue about that. Yeah, there's no way they would know, right? Um, <laughs> so. We flash over to the moon. The Earth's moon. <laughs> da moon. moon. Luna. Let's call it its name. Luna. D.A. Moon. Da moon. Da moon. And uh, Paxton and the guy who can't act are talking about uh, <laughs> the old lady who turned traitor. And the guy who can't act yeah. is like, well, she didn't know enough to cause us any problems. Right. And Paxton's like, well, what about you? Yeah, well, he's like, she spent a lot of time with the subject, so, you know, that's probably where she developed, you know, feelings for it. Like, And then Paxton's like, well, so have you. Yeah, he's like, you spent a lot of time with that subject. How do you feel? And he's like, well, you know, I I don't think it's any different than anybody else I've ever treated. Which is the wrong answer. Yeah, Paxton's like, that thing's an abomination, and when the time comes, you're going to kill it. And the guy's like, okay. One of the things I like about the Paxton as a character, not as, like, a... actual thing i'm just trying to clarify as a character uh what do you love about the white supremacist job (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I knew it. Uh, is that he's so evil, He's he tests everyone around him constantly. He does it to the scientist, and he does it again later to his, like, bodyguard guy. Yeah. Where Daniel. he's, like... Yeah, he's like semantics arguing with the guy, and the guy passes. He says, no, Colonel Green was right, and this is the right thing to do, and every alien needs to be, like, killed or, you know. And, like, it's all a test, and the scientist guy fails because he compares the, the, the Vulcan baby to everybody else, which is not the right answer in Paxton's no, eyes. No, that is not the right answer at all. So, guess what's going to happen to Mr. Scientist? <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, Daniel, his, uh, Paxton's bodyguard, is played by Peter Mensah, uh-huh. who, uh, you might know as Science Fiction Man, because he's in all of them. He's I in don't... every shitty science fiction thing that's ever happened. I don't, what, like, like what? I don't know. He's I in Jason him. X. He's in okay. Spartacus, War of the Damned. He's in Avatar. He's in 300. What he's... is he in Avatar. He's one of the avatars, I think. I think he might be a human in that. Oh, in three hundred is oh god. He's in this. He's in this terrible fucking show called Midnight Texas. I don't know what that is. He's in the Departure. He's in the Scorpion King Book of Souls. He was on That's... Agents of Shield, Sleepy Hollow, the TV show, uh, Burn Notice, Transformers got... Prime. He's got a hell of a face, man. This guy's face is great. True Blood. He gets picked because he like he looks he can look super threatening when he wants to. Yeah, yeah. But he also looks he can look like really friendly when he wants to, but he can also mm-hmm. look really mischievous when he wants to. <laughs> like his <laughs> like he's got like a chameleon face is what it is. Yeah. He looks very different. Like I recognize his his IMDb picture, but he looks different in the show. He looks, uh, he looks. I didn't recognize him. Mischievous in the show. <laughs> mischievous. He's gonna. He's gonna cause some problems for our enterprise friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, Paxton tells Daniel uh, after bad actor scientist leaves, he's like, "Put together a team and meet me in the third junction in an hour, and that'll come yeah. up later." Yeah, put together a team. Put together a Ugh. team to murder. A science man. Uh, we there's, there's a metaphor there for yeah, you. There is. Um, <laughs> I think we should take another break, actually. Yeah, let's take another break. And we'll be right back after these messages from hopefully a sponsor at this point. Fuck. UPN Friday. With only three new episodes left, terror spreads over the earth. We must reject the impure and cast it out! I am returning Earth to human beings. And the greatest threat of all... The Vulcan human hybrid. The offspring of Commander Tucker and Commander DePaul. ...is a little child. They're going to kill her. Robocop's Peter Weller guest stars. They look so innocent. Star Trek Enterprise. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. So, uh, Archer goes to visit uh, Minister Samuels. Yeah. And uh, there's a weird space alien arguing with him about yeah, something. He's from Corridan. He's like, he's like, the Tellarites are all 
fucking dwarves. You need to <laughs> notice. Well, they're fucking they're being, dwarves. They're being assholes, and they're dwarves, and they want to not have us trade with people. Yeah, God. this fucking Tellarite slander. Yeah. They should go back to swinging axes. <laughs> <laughs> and riding in barrels. But he's like... <laughs> riding in barrels. Fuck you. Uh, he's like, Corridan has traded with the Orions for centuries. We'll never agree to sanctions. Yeah. So business, business, business. Politics. Corridan becomes like a super important Federation point in the future. That's where they build a lot of ships and stuff. Yeah. Um, There's dilithium there. They got a lot of dilithium. But Archer walks up at Samuels is like, Ambassador, this is Captain Archer. And the ambassador's like, I gotta go. <laughs> and he fucks off. <laughs> and uh, it's, Archer's like, yeah, I want you to help me get the case file for this case. Yeah. And Samuels is like, well, uh, why are you asking me? And he's like, because the chief investigator already turned me down. Yeah. So you're not my first choice. It's a good right. start. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Samuels is like, oh, I can't help you. And he's like, well, I know a secret about you. Yeah, this is great. And he's like, what? And in the back of his head, you know, he's like, does he know about the weird fucking porn I'm into? <laughs> does, does he know, he know I'm about- really into Tellarite women? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, that wouldn't be weird at all. That's hot. No, that'd be perfectly fine. It's so hot. I love oh. me a pig lady. <laughs> Big into it. Big into pig ladies now. <laughs> but he's like, you were part of Terra Prime, weren't you, Samuels? And yeah. Samuels gets this look on his face that's like 100% comedy. Like, where he's like, but no. And he's, he like takes him aside and he's like, look. Yeah. Uh, a Denobulan killed my dad in a flight accident. Like, his Denobulan yeah. was the pilot, and I learned the error of my ways, so I'll help you get your case file if you don't tell anybody about this. Right, right. <laughs> Although he, he, doesn't say him. he doesn't say that. He says, you know, well, I want to help Well, he says, I you. underestimated you. Which yeah. I, and then he says, which I assume lots of people have. And they did in the show yeah. you watched. Yep, yep. <laughs> but um, Ganon goes to visit Mayweather... <laughs> In his quarters. And she's like, I'm going to do a story on you and the Enterprise. Yeah, so she's like a reporter, right? Yeah. Like, that's, which, like, and she's got one of the Star Trek reporter cameras from the beginning of uh, Generations. Yeah, except it doesn't shine a light on everybody. (laughs) Yeah, like, those ones are, like, super bright, like, obnoxious. Yeah, it shoots, like, a spotlight that's only big enough for someone's nose. (laughs) It's just, like, a ring light. Yeah. They don't have ring lights yet. But um, <laughs> she comes in and she's like, I'm mysteriously doing a thing on your Enterprise crew now. Yeah, I'm here to do a story about the people who make it run. And uh, Mayweather's like, I don't like you, Ganon. You laugh when I get a game over. <laughs> and she's like, no, remember when we fucked? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a tour of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much... Exactly what happens. And then uh, we flash over to sickbay, and Tucker's like, Hey, Dr. Flox, do you think Paul's a big fucking gross liar? Yeah. And, and Flox is like, uh, Slow your roll, man. I wouldn't go <laughs> saying that shit to that lady because she's super hot. And you might want to have sex with her again someday. Flox is like, Dude, 
why didn't you have sex with my wife? Also, that's dumb. <laughs> Flux is like, look, I have three wives, and you could have fucked one, and I don't know what the hell you're doing here, yeah, so quit like, it. What is your deal, dude? I don't understand <laughs> like, you at all. <laughs> do you like having sex at all? Are you into pig ladies now, or what? <laughs> That'd be perfectly fine, but still. Yeah, yeah, but like, at least like, let me know. And Flox is like, no, you're a big fucking Dumbo. You need yeah. to stop worrying about he that. Pretty much calls him an idiot in not so many words. Yeah. He's like, yeah, knock it off, dude. But then we, we jump over to the hero of the story, Paxton, who's... <laughs> Oh my god. I'm kidding. We flash over oh to Paxton, the undisputable fucking villain of the story, and he's watching a video of an uh, even older racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An even older racist for him, but one that's yet to come for us. Yeah, I'm real excited for the Colonel Philip Green portion. Ah, uh, the Colonel Green. Uh, yeah, the Colonel Green administration is going to be great. I think we're living in it right now. Actually. Maybe. But it's like at, right after the end of World War Three, and Green's like, "We need to fucking kill all these aliens." Well, like he his thing was like. Kill the mutants from yeah, the war, right? They, all like murder all the mutants so that all their descendants, yeah, won't suffer is what he's saying, right? But it's Which really is, because he hates mutants. It's eugenics, yeah, yeah. It's eugenics. But um, Daniel enters and he's like, "Hey, what's up, Paxton? What are you watching?" And then he gets a super boner immediately when he sees Colonel Green. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, "Oh, Colonel Green! Oh, he's, like, he's oh, a great fuck man, Colonel Green! I love that guy." Yeah. I'm totally at half-mast right now just thinking about him. I'm chubbed out as hell. <laughs> but, like, like you said, Paxton, like, tests him. He's yes. like, what do you think of Green's policies? Do you think he w- should have been m- remembered as a hero? And yeah. Daniel's like, yeah, I fucking love eugenics, bro. Don't test me. Yeah, well, he, Paxton's like, well, you know, Colonel Green was, like, he was, a lot of people thought he was wrong. And 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 uh, uh, Daniel is like, well, he, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. He was great. He's, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, it's, don't kill me. It's and with Peter Weller doing it. Oh my god, don't kill me. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> with Peter Weller doing it, it's like so good. He's a great fucking actor. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but like, he gives he gives Daniel like a floppy disk. Yeah. That has the Vulcan humans information on it. The little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the baby. Daniel leaves and Paxton pulls out like a hypodermic, like an injection thing, and injects himself with red liquid. Yeah, it's what's like that about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's that about? Why did he do that? So there's a lot of Write uh, in to M class email at gmail dot com <laughs> to tell me why the fuck did he do that? Why he do that? <laughs> Uh, obviously, the parallels to Hitler are are very clear, like, uh, historically, right? Yeah. But also, Hitler had Parkinson's, and, uh... Like, he's... Now, he has something wrong with him that he has to administer yeah. a hypodermic for to stop. Yeah, he's gotta put Kool-Aid inside of him. <laughs> why he do that? <laughs> why, why you put Kool-Aid in you? But, uh... <laughs> Gannon and Mayweather go to shuttle, uh, shuttle Bay, and then they fuck in a shuttle pod... <laughs> Did they fuck in a shuttle pod? They fuck in a shuttle pod. How the hell are you going to fuck in a shuttle pod? I guess nobody's going in those things. Nobody's. There is only like 40 people in the ship. I think you could figure out how to lock a shuttle pod. Uh, Jeff, there's 83 people on the NX-01. Am I talking to Ganon herself right now? 
<laughs> you fucking traitor. Remember when we fucked? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's go to a shuttle pod. They have a cool conversation about, like, the shuttle pods, like, not being used as much and, and uh, May- the Mayweather being a... Yeah, Mayweather being a pilot, like, he really loves flying, and he's like, I feel like we're betraying these guys every time we, we get more used to the transporter. And it's, like, a really cool, like, we're headed into, like, Star Trek proper now, right? Yeah. Like, they're not using the shuttle pod anymore for that stuff. No. But you get to see later a really cool way that they do use the shuttle pods. In the next episode? Yeah, that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there's only two episodes after this one, so it's either this one or the one with Fat Riker. Those are the choices. <laughs> it's not Fat Riker. I don't like calling him Fat Riker. Can we call him, like, Chubsy Riker? I'll call him Chef Riker. How about Chef that? Chef Riker. <laughs> he's not that fat. He really isn't. He's no, just, he's just older. He's just older, which, is all. Yeah. He's trimmer now than he was then, though. He's, like, a lot oh, trimmer now. Oh, man. He must have worked out or just working out. He figured out a, a good diet or something. He didn't have to well, eat off chef. of a, Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have to eat off of a fucking tray of finger foods and donuts every day at work. So. <laughs> oh my god. Crafty's great though. And especially on those shows, man, they they got a lot of good stuff there. I don't doubt it. I've never been in any type of production that had a fucking craft table, so it's usually pretty like the real ones are oh, great. Like they'll like they ask you like they're like what do you want and then they'll just get you that stuff. I'd like two whole lobsters, please. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna get you two. They might <laughs> depending on who you are. They might make sure they're alive and give me a sword. <laughs> I would like them to fight each other and I'll eat the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like them to fight each other and then one eats the other and then, and then I'll I eat, eat the that winner. one. <laughs> But uh, there it is. Mayweather and Gannon uh, eat mm-hmm. each other. No, they <laughs> yeah. have sex. Oh, they, they eat each other. <laughs> and uh, everywhere, everybody else on the crew is doing their fucking job. Like they're talking about the autopsy from the old lady that got shot. Yeah, in the but gut. Mayweather doesn't have a lot to do. They're not flying anywhere. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He's got like the day off, like the week off, pretty but much. But Flox uses medical magic, the kind of which would make bones proud. <laughs> to figure out that the lady was from the Morph- uh, the Orpheus mining facility. How does he figure that? I don't remember this at all. How uh, does he figure it out? She, uh, he, uh, <laughs> she apparently had some sort of something in her body that was like okay. mined at the mining facility. And that's the only place they mine it or something like yeah, that. I guess. But the, um, the, the comparisons to Trump with Paxton are ridiculous. Yeah, like, except Paxton's not like a giant fucking bloated orange corpse. Pax yeah, Paxton's also not a fucking moron. That's true. So at least at least like it's good that Trump is a moron. <laughs> I don't know. He's surrounded by people that are using him that are just as evil and not as dumb. Yeah, that's true. And Russia. Don't stop forget That's Russia. true. Uh, this is a liberal podcast, everybody. Fucking turn it off if you don't like it. Sorry if the truth hurts your ear holes. I guess. Maybe get the jizz out of them. The jizz that we put in there. Yeah. So, on That's the moon. A baby. <laughs> up on the, when it, an ear baby. Up on the moon. Luna. Miners uh, start taking rocks off of a pile in the most fucking unfuturistic way possible. <laughs> by just picking them up with their hands and passing them along to each other. Well, they are miners, Jeff. They have lasers. 
Yeah, but the laser can't pick up rocks. It should be able to. Well, they they did this future mining shot earlier where people are like scanning walls and shit. They already did that oh, shit. Whatever. Fucking make your future <laughs> stuff look like the future. <laughs> uh, we went from uh, panning gold like in uh, Buster Scruggs to this. I, ca- I guess this is better than that. <laughs> Although Tom Waits isn't in it, so I don't know. Tom Waits is not in it. Uh, but it turns out the bad actor doctor from earlier in the episode, his body's underneath it. Although I didn't recognize him. Well, he's pretty <laughs> fucked up looking. Yeah, he's got uh, dirt all over his face, so I didn't recognize him. And his eyes are like like shut, like they bruised them real bad. They, And it's in the corridor where uh, Paxton said to meet him Junction earlier. 3, yeah. Yeah, Junction 3. And I didn't recognize the guy for a hot second, and then like it went to where it was supposed to go to commercial and came back, and my brain reset, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that was that guy." Yeah, I'm it's, really dumb. It's it's quick, and I see what you're saying about like the uh, the directing. I, I think it's more of an editing problem. They had it is more around. of an editing problem. They had to edit around commercials back in the day, right? Look, in my heart and in my soul, Lavar Burton can do no wrong. I don't think he did wrong. I, I think this is still good. Yeah, this is a great episode, actually. I We're really still, like this episode. Yeah. But um, I think he's he might be a bit of an anti-vaxxer, which I'm not on board with. But Are you serious? No. He's, he's uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he's not an anti-vaxxer. LeVar Burton anti-vaxxer? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> uh, I don't get, like, any good. results. I feel like this was a Twitter thing, but... Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he is. I don't. So um, Tucker and T'Pol go to the moon. Luna. The <laughs> moon tells them everything they need to know. Do you know how many moons are in the solar system? There's like three hundred moons in the solar system. How many system? of them are called the moon? I guess none. There you go, motherfucker. <laughs> Turns out Jeff's right again. <laughs> But uh, T'Pol's like, I know you think I'm lying about being pregnant. And Tucker's like, no, I believe you. And she's like, no, you don't. And he's like, yes, I do. And she's like, no, you fucking don't. And he's this like, is... uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are they Are they at this point, they're on their way to the moon, right? Like They're already on the moon. They're, they're on like the moon searching to infiltrate. through the mining yeah. tunnels. So they're, they, they're processed as moon workers. Uh, which sending the Vulcan to do that is a little cavalier. It's not, it's not smart. It's, it's really not, very, not smart. Yeah, I would have probably have sent uh, uh, probably not Tucker either because he's like important I don't know. to the I'd ship. Send, I'd send Tucker and Reed, I guess, because they're yeah. both like uh, bland white dudes. They well, totally fit in. They're friends in the show too. Like they're like best buds. Oh, well, there you go. Send best friends on missions together. That won't but, turn out badly. Tucker can't talk about his baby with T'Pol if Reed is there, so they have to send T'Pol. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's also that's she she volunteers because like she wants to go save her baby. Yeah, and I guess the captain can't really say no to her because like they're BFFs. Yep. Like he like loves her like not in like a sexual like way, a but, sisterly like, way. Like they're like very important to each other type of yeah, love. Yeah, they love each other like Josh and I love each other. Yeah. I, Jeff, I said not in a sexual way, and that uh, does not apply. Oh. 
it's not entirely accurate for us. No, they don't touch butts ever. So <laughs> that's how you make a baby. <laughs> uh, so um, Gannon and Mayweather uh, fuck in a bed this time. They fuck again in a bed. Yeah. And then Mayweather's like, maybe I should settle down. And then Gannon's like, let's fuck a third time. And then it goes to the bridge. <laughs> and it turns out there's a glitch in the universal translator system. And Sato can't figure it out. That's what she does today. She's in the show, too. Remember Sato? She's back. She's she's a very pretty lady, so I'm always happy to see her. Yeah, she's really... Uh, her character is really annoying in the first couple of seasons. Because she's, like, the homesick character. I want to go right? home. And it's like, yeah, you're, like, on the wrong mission. <laughs> yeah, this. this is the opposite like, of the one where you go home. Yeah, this is like this. Let's see how far we can go. <laughs> the, this so. is fucking, in this scene, this next scene, Tucker gets dunked on so fucking unbelievably hard. Like, he falls <laughs> hook, line, and sinker for this dude who's like, hey, man, what's up? What's your yeah. name? And he's like, oh, I'm Turner. Yeah, he calls himself Turner. And he's like, oh, well, my name's Josiah, and I fucking hate aliens. And he's like, I hear that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, me too, those fucking uh, hey. star men. I hate them. I hate when they come from other planets. That's I don't like it when they come to my planet. And they don't even, like, look like us. <laughs> Some of them have more eyes or less eyes what's up with that what's up with not being from earth yo <laughs> yeah and Josiah's like yeah brother I believe everything you're saying yeah you want to come hang out at our cool club where we talk about hating aliens yeah come to our secret alien hating club don't forget your white cloak I mean <laughs> I mean <laughs> your white skin <laughs> wait <laughs> <laughs> but uh, T'Pol shows up and she's like hey that scientist that we uh, know of, for some reason, he's dead. He got yeah. rocked. How do they... I think she just knows he's a scientist. Okay, and, and that's who would have done it, right, at the station. Yeah, right? who, yeah. and like she obviously worked with the woman that got shot in the stomach because they wore the same outfit. Right. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's a good detective work. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they know who's there, right? Like, there's records and stuff. Sure. But um, back, back on the ship, like, Mayweather and Gannon, I've not paid any attention to anything that's happened to them up until this point. Yeah. But uh, characters I recognize come into the room, and they're like, come with us, Gannon. <laughs> and Mayweather's like, what's happening? Is this because we fucked five times? Is that against protocol, Captain? How many times are you allowed to fuck, Captain? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And he's like, no, it turns out she's a spy. Bam, bam, bam. He's like, oh, no, I got spy on my penis. Oh, now my penis is going to fall right the hell off. Now my penis is going to turn traitor and spy for my butt. <laughs> that was, penis and butt. That was one of the dumbest penis. things I've ever said. I think. And it, it, they're like, oh, she's working for Terra Prime. And Mayweather's, yeah. like, hurt. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe you used me. He's violated. But uh, back back on the moon, uh, the unkempt guy, uh, Josiah, is like, hey, Turner, come to my assembly. 
and <laughs> my assembly. <laughs> come, come to my fourth grade recital. Come to my fireside <laughs> chat live and in person. So, um, like he's he's at this thing, and the guy's like, "Hey, do you guys hate aliens like I do?" And they're all and like, they're like yeah. "Yeah, I hate when they're you know not from Earth." Fuck those guys! They're gonna take over our planet, and there's not gonna be any more white baby. I mean, human I mean, babies. Human babies. <laughs> this isn't a metaphor. No, and it's, uh, it's almost not a metaphor because it's. Almost a one-to-one relationship. <laughs> In that, it exactly is a one-to-one relationship. The fucking funniest thing happens where he's like, it's somebody's here. somebody here is going to help us. Tucker from the fucking Enterprise, you idiot. Commander Why did you come Charles here? Tucker, yeah. And he goes, oh, <laughs> I thought you were my best friend. Josiah, we talked about how we hate aliens. No, I'm not Tucker. I'm I'm Turner. I'm Turner. I'm a, I'm a twin brother from a transporter accident, Turner. <laughs> that doesn't happen for several hundred more years. <laughs> yeah, you got a couple more, couple uh, more decades. And then T'Pol is looking at rubble again, even though she knows the guy died there. Sure. And she gets shot in the shoulder twice. Well, she's Vulcan. It's hard to take down with the fate with the stun. Yeah, she gets shot in the shoulder twice. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like that's weird. Like, why the shoulder? Maybe they're really good at shooting shoulders. Yeah, maybe they train that way. <laughs> Hit the shoulder. But uh, they they both like wake up and they're in Paxton's uh, house office. His moon house. <laughs> and he's like, well, if it isn't Romeo and Juliet, like that play yeah. where they died at the end, are you guys going to do that? Also, their families are different and hate each other, which is the context that I'm going for, Paxton, right now. <laughs> Star-crossed lovers. It's literally. Hopefully you guys don't commit suicide inside of a medieval tomb. Hopefully one of you doesn't pretend to commit suicide and then the other one actually does. <laughs> I'm just saying he gets really specific with this fucking Romeo yeah, and Juliet like metaphor. We, like we don't know about Romeo. Like we get it, Paxton. We got it. I don't know. Maybe it was for T'Pol. Like she's like, what? <laughs> I'm sure she knows about it. Humio and what, Liet? <laughs> but that old, that old ass dumb shit you make ninth grade kids read. <laughs> But Tucker's like, who are you, Paxton? Are you behind all this? And he's like, I'm not behind it. I'm in front of it. I'm the leader. <laughs> I'm in charge. He's like, I'm the leader of the Terra Prime movement, and we're going to kick all you dumb aliens out of our star system. Get out of here. Yeah, he says, like, if they don't leave, we're going to do some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's, it's my life's work. And no one will stop me. Not an alien or a human. Yeah. Which is what you two are. <laughs> Which is the good good thing. Good thing I said that. I covered all my bases. Now they know I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> so Paxton's like Daniel, my best friend. Daniel, my brother. <laughs> we went to assembly together. <laughs> He's like, hit that launch button. And Tucker's like, what? And he's like, yeah, this is actually a spaceship. Yeah, and it like takes off from the moon. And Tucker's, he's like, you're an engineer. You should enjoy this. And Tucker's like, I don't. 
Yeah, this is terrifying. I do not enjoy this. <laughs> I'm used to like a spaceship that's like very, very well put together and runs well. This is a moon base. I don't even know how this thing flies. <laughs> they fucking like go to warp, which is nuts. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's crazy. Like what? Like what? <laughs> it's it's like a moon base. It's not supposed to be in space to begin with. Probably only goes to like warp one. That's warp enough for me on a fucking moon base. How long would it take to get to Mars? At, like just above the speed of light. I like, don't know. They they do it instantaneously. And then it feels like it is. Maybe it's like warp two or something. But uh, we get the scene where uh, Archer and Malcolm Reed are like interrogating Ganon. Yeah. And she's lawyers up instantly. Yep, yep. She's like, I want my lawyer. I want my lawyer. And they all do, like, the police procedural thing where they're all like, They're all disgusted. They're like, Lawyers. How how dare you get legal counsel when you're taken in by police? Ah, the criminal justice system. Ah, Pain in my ass. It works in the criminal's favor and not mine. If only I could beat the living shit out of you. If only I could just shoot her in the head. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, they call for Archer, and it's not like it's not like Captain like emergency alert. It's like Captain Archer. Message yeah. from the bridge for Captain Archer. Uh-huh. He's like, "What is it?" And they're like, "Oh, uh, the mining facility on the moon turned into a spaceship, and now it's flying." <laughs> yeah, it went to warp. It's a Death Star now. <laughs> they're like, "What? What?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, they land on Mars, and they plug in. They Take a they big up. plug and they plug into the Mars. Pretty much. <laughs> and Archer goes to stop them, but um, when they when they land on Mars, they take control of an array, like a weapons array on the planet Mars. It's supposed to destroy comets. It's supposed to push comets in certain directions toward Mars to terraform Mars. The Verderon Array. Yeah, the Verderon Array, which I think they mention in other Star Trek series they as do. well. They yes. Um, but he says he says straight up, if, if uh, any non-humans refuse to leave our system, I'm going to fire the shit at whatever. Yeah, he's like, they all have to leave. Every one of them has to leave soul. And he shoots the fucking moon! He fucking... He fucking detects the moon, dude. He (laughs) He shoots the moon! He shoots the moon, which, like, good thing there's, like, nothing there, right? Except the fucking rest of the mining facility that they left behind. I would assume there's other mining facilities there, but I don't think he hits one, maybe? I don't know. I don't think he would give a fuck, to be honest. I don't either. He's like, there's some aliens in there, it's fine. Yeah, it probably is better for his character not to give a fuck, so. Yeah, but he's like, I'm the leader, and I say no more aliens, and humans are in charge now, and if you don't like it, I'll shoot you with my Death Star. Yeah, I got a Death Star now, so deal with it. Paxton, out. He drops the mic, which is just the little communicator, so it's, like, less dramatic. It just clicks on the ground a little bit. <laughs> and it doesn't turn off, because why would it? <laughs> and he's like, is it, is it off? <laughs> and Daniel's like, no, you gotta yeah, pick it up and hit the button. I have to turn it off myself? You, got, you, just, you, you can't just drop it. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Is it it's off like now? <laughs> no, it's still, it's still on. I can. It's, I'm watching it. It's still. We're still live. 
Then turn it off! You gotta... It's near, it's near your foot. You do it. How do I gotta do everything around here? And then it goes off, and everybody's just kind of like, uh... And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, this is the final episode of Star Trek to be directed by LeVar Burton. That's uh, a fun fact. That is a fun fact. How interesting. How interesting. I would do a shot for LeVar Burton, but I don't have any alcohol. Oh. And also, I'm high on cold medicine. Yeah, you're not supposed to mix alcohol and cold medicine. I'm pretty are sure. Are you not supposed to, or are you really supposed to, but they don't want you to have fun, Jeff, because I got <laughs> issues. <laughs> they don't want you to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these fucking drug companies out here trying to stop us from having fun. I mean, if I want to drink like half a bottle of NyQuil and then drink a bottle of gin, I'm going to do it. I mean, you can if you want to die. And my liver will be like, stop it. I had a life once. Stop it. I tasted of sweet, clear water once. <laughs> uh, that this episode's that, good. It is a really good episode. It's like... It's one of those episodes that it's absolutely impossible not to compare it to modern day and like the political problems no, that are no, I racking mean, our country. I, like I said earlier, like this episode w- was uh, poignant and valid in 2005, but now it's unbelievably, uncannily like prophetic. Yeah, like, it's and, a very and that, prescient episode. Like, it's prophetic because like these fucking people, these fucking racist assholes, are all the same all the time. Like. Yeah, they're they're all the same. Through any century, they're the same. They're the same. At the time, I wonder if it was like this is like the extreme version of what's happening now. But now it's just the actual version of what's happening now. They didn't yeah. have to enhance it whatsoever. Well, in a sense, like I mean, we could do a whole another episode about how Star Trek gets a lot of things right. Oh and, yeah, like it's very prophetic, our, isn't it? And it? Yeah, especially within like the time we're living in now. Like, I mean. Like, the Bell Riots and shit. Like, obviously, like, things are not, like, quite like that. Uh, but I would argue that they're more similar to that than they're not in lots of areas. Especially in cities, you know. So, Flint, Michigan. The Flint, Michigan. I mean, just inner cities, like, like northern Philly, stuff like that. Like, there's just, like, ghettos. Like, you know, it's just the way, like, those people are forced to, like, live there because they can't better their situation, right? Um, it's like the only thing that's stopping bell, the Bell Riots themselves from happening is that nobody has rallied those disenfranchised people yet. Right, and there's not been some, like, uh, watershed, like, almost like revolution type of moment, right, where people are, like, not going to take it anymore. Um, you wonder where that point is with everything some well, peoples have been through. You well, know? I would argue that, I mean, we have seen that with, like, Ferguson, too, where, like, people are like, ah, uh, we're done with yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, we're not getting shot like this anymore. You know, you just like, don't that's... see it on such a, like, widespread platform. Right. It's all, like, very specific city-to-city type stuff. I mean, they'll be talking about, like, Ferguson for, like, a hundred years and, like, how that happened and now look where we're at. Like, it, it'll, it'll all tie together from a farther point of view when we're farther away from it you know what i mean it's it's wild how prophetic star trek can be like you you watch it and you think oh that's some crazy sci-fi and then like 10 15 years later you're like maybe it wasn't so crazy after all i mean like look at the fucking phones we use they're fucking star trek phones yeah they were specifically made to be star trek phones though they were invented to be star trek phones 
But like, how did they know that they were going? Like, how did they know it was possible? How did Gene Roddenberry like? He didn't know it was possible, but like, didn't he? Who knows? Maybe he did. It's like. It's like a Nostradamus type thing, right? Where like everybody thought Nostradamus had magical powers, but right. he was just really good at like following the breadcrumb trail forwards. Right. Like he he like could think like ahead this happened logically. today, so this will probably happen right. tomorrow. Right. Right. And I feel like a lot of Star Trek is that. Like yeah, we had telephones on our walls back in the mm-hmm. day, and what what's the next? evolution for telephones oh you don't have to have it on the wall right it can just be with you or like the next revolution for telephones is like you can see the person on the other side i think the next one is you just it's inside your ear probably i don't know if i want that or if it's or if it's like glasses and you put a pair of glasses on or a lens in your eye it'll probably be like they'll have a glasses variant and also like uh like contact lens variants. Yeah, I was thinking contact lens. Yeah. And it's it's all controlled by like the movement of your eyes. Yeah, you can like uh, interface like inside your eye, and that's how I imagine like the, the the universal translators are. Like, I imagine like you could probably bring up some kind of like interface that like you can change like how you uh, either visualize or hear the language, right? Yeah, I imagine it's like probably controlled by like pad. Like, you have yeah. a pad that's, like, connected to the device that's inside right. your skull. Right. And you can remotely change the settings as you need them. Yeah, like, what if you wanted to hear the native language to learn it, but see what they're saying, right? Yeah. Like, you could probably do that. Why you wouldn't could, you be able to? You could probably be able to give yourself, like, subtitles. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you get, like, in-brain subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be really funny. It would be. Man... <laughs> I, I hope that scientists continue to be inspired by Star Trek. Yeah. it's Star Trek has given us so much of the technology we have today. So I was at a I was at an award show for like this Philadelphia like up and coming Philly uh, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And I don't remember the the, the fuck kids. were you doing there? <laughs> well, we were gonna win an award for continue, and then we went to the show and uh, we were blown away by like. The actual good people who are winning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's this kid, and I think I, I don't. I, I really wish I remember his name. Uh, this really young African American kid, probably like 20, 21 years old, and he uh, he was doing a bunch of stuff um, medically, and he he like helped uh, make like a medical tricorder. Like, really, and it like is like super accurate in diagnosing things like it's like 97 percent accurate that's fucking wild and like the kid like liked it because he was like why don't we have that <laughs> like star trek is like the little seed you plant it yeah. into someone's mind and eventually they're like exactly like that why don't we have that we should yeah. have that i'm going to make that it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy and it's, it's I love weird it. to think that we've moved beyond Star Trek communicators now. Like, we I, had Star well, Trek communicators, and now we've moved beyond them. Yeah, now they're, like, boring. Now we're like, well, it's a phone. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, can you imagine telling yourself, and I, I, I think this a lot, because, like, you know, you and I are old, a little older, and we didn't always have this stuff. No. And, like, 
Can you imagine being like go back to like me like in 1995 when I was like in like sixth grade or whatever and being like, hey, in like 10 years, like 20 years, 10, 15 years, we're going to have fucking Star Trek communicators. And not only that, but it's going to be connected to what we call the Internet, which you kind of have now. But like you'll be able to find out whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's the thing that if I was like as a little kid, I wanted a full um fuck not the dictionary. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. I yeah. wanted an entire encyclopedia set cuz I fucking loved reading them. I thought yes. like the wealth of all human knowledge was contained in these books. Well, that's what that's like what people thought and that's what my grandmother like still thinks like my grandmother still functions on the notion of like well the encyclopedia taught me things and that's all i need to know and it's yeah, like the encyclopedia is like 10 sentences about each thing yeah, that's in it yeah it only like, covers one percent of like you don't understand how much is happening right now but like, it's like in your in your palm of your hand that you could slip in your pocket and take with you anywhere is the wealth of human knowledge. Yes. You're a, you're a god. We're, we are gods now. Yeah, that's the thing is like, if if you went back in time and still had a connection to the modern day, then you, you would, would be, be god. You would be unstoppable. No, people, I mean, you, you would have a leg up anyway, like, maybe not socially, and that maybe would be the determining factor in how successful you could be at, like, surviving back in time. But, yeah. like... If if you could you know manage to keep the internet with you somehow, uh, yeah, you you would know everything. You'd be like, who's this guy? And you could like look him up. <laughs> and yeah. if he was like big enough historically, like you would know who he was and what he did, and you could anticipate what he's gonna do, right? You fucking stand up, some like I don't I don't even know like Martin Luther, the reformer. Right. Is like standing on the church steps. You could stand up and be like, Martin Luther, you will die on Monday the 16th. And the year and everything. And everybody would be yeah. like, oh. They would probably kill you because they think you're a witch. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they would probably burn you at the stake because they're like, he's a witch. <laughs> and Martin Luther's like, chill out, bro. I got these 95 sentences I got to staple this wall. <laughs> It's going to change the world. Get ready, Catholics. I'm coming for you. Get ready, Catholics. It's called Protestantism, and you're going <laughs> to hate it. It'll probably fuck a lot of things up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on which side of that argument you're on, I guess. <laughs> the Catholic Church didn't do too much either. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying that they... It was fine before that. I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> a little thing called the Dark Ages, but whatever. And, you know, the systematic uh, exterminating of different peoples. That that was going on. We're, they did that. We're still trying to do that. Yeah. Still into it. Religion might still have something to do with that. We have some... Anyway! We have some kinks to work out as, a, as human beings still... Yeah. Almost the same ones we've always had, strangely but I, enough. But I think we're getting there. And I, I do believe, like, we're seeing, like... Like, in reference to the technology discussion. Like, I think we're seeing the growing pains and the death throes of the old generation. It's like... They're, they're fading out, and they, they can't adapt. Like, my grandparents cannot fathom 
the things that I do no, on a, on a daily thing. basis. On a daily basis, the things I do, they do not understand. And that's the difference between previous generations and now is that, like, what technology exists that, like, you and I as old fucking fossils can't use now? Like I like yeah. I could use Google Glass just fine. Yeah, no, I, nothing. Like we we are we're fine. Like right? Like yeah. Like fuck if a new program comes out and it works better than the one I'm using, I'm switching to the new fucking program. Yeah, then it's that's the one you use then. It's like the only new thing that came out that I didn't do was Snapchat because I thought my life was too boring for it. Not because yeah, I didn't understand it. Instagram. It's, yeah, it's like Instagram. It's the same fucking shit, right? Like yeah. I feel like my life is too boring for any of my social medias, so I didn't feel like adding another one. <laughs> yeah. Mine is too. <laughs> it's, uh, that's like a fundamental difference because we, we like, were introduced to this new technology when we were young. Right. And we've adapted to it as we got along. I mean, you still don't know how to use Discord, but for the most part... <laughs> I still don't know how to use Discord, I just don't go on it. I use that as an excuse all the time. Every time somebody's like, why doesn't Josh ever he doesn't know how to use it? I'm like, he doesn't know how to use it. He's <laughs> I just, I like to to uh, go on, and, and when I do go on, I, I have a purpose. That's why I like, when I do go on, it's for a reason, right? If I have it up all the time, like people will just think I'm there all the time, and then it'll be less meaningful. Yeah, that's the thing I say all the time is like, whoever goes to the Discord, whoever interacts least with fans is almost always the favorite. They always want more. It's like yeah. this most human ass shit. Like there if is, you right? if you interact with fans a lot, they don't think you're special at all. No, no. And it's I, like I know. Um, I feel like that bothered me a little bit, but now I don't really care. Because I interact with the M-Class Discord, like, all the time. Like, they don't think I, I'm special yeah. at all, but I don't care. Yeah, I, I I don't think about it, to be honest with you. Like, even on Twitter, like, I talk to people on Twitter, like, th- through tweets and stuff. And I don't, I don't know. I just do it when I want to. And I find that that's just the best policy to have. Cause, it's true. I mean, that's know. the good thing about Discord is, like, I don't get notifications from Discord unless I'm in it. Yeah. No, I don't either. I drive myself crazy, man. Like, uh, Twitter sends notifications to my phone, and I'm not popular enough for that to be annoying yet. Oh, I turn. I, I that's off for me. I can't. Yeah. Well, you've got like twenty thousand followers or whatever. Yeah, I keep losing them though when I talk about how horrible the president is. So. Yeah, it's weird how people who like <laughs> watch your show for, ostensibly can't tell that you don't like him on the show. <laughs> Where you make fun of him every episode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. That's a great question. Like, why is that different? I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes no know. fucking sense to me. I don't get it. Uh, anyway, this episode of Enterprise was good, don't you think? <laughs> no, I, I, dude, uh, you should watch the rest of the show. This episode's great. Uh, this season is particularly interesting because they're really ramping up the whole, like, Romulan shit in this season. Yeah, um, they don't do it. Is the suckiest thing. It's a, it's a fucking blue balls, dude. It's Star Trek blue balls. I'm it sucks. I'm planning on watching all of Enterprise. This is not a Babylon Five or wait, Battlestar Galactica Babylon situation. Babylon Five. This is not a Battlestar Galactica type situation where I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not watching it because I think it's funny. I think you really <laughs> enjoy the. F- the first couple seasons uh, and, and lots of people really don't like the first couple seasons i think you'll really enjoy it of enterprise yes yeah well i mean like i've watched 
almost all of, I think I've watched up until the second season, like part of the second season, and I like it fine. I just, I don't know, I keep falling off. We have to watch Carbon Creek. It's one of my favorite episodes. That's, that could be like a, uh, did we do a first contact? We have not done a first contact. That could be a first contact collection. We need to, if I remember, I need to like open up for suggestions and have people vote on what we're going to do next. Yeah, that reminds me. Go to patreon.com slash class podcast and be a patron and you can do that <laughs> if for as low as a dollar a month you can uh suggest us ideas for collections and uh vote on them and if your collection's chosen we might name it after you yeah this like was the, the ben beeler defection yes. collection yeah for example you could have the josh henderson sex lection where it was the josh henderson satan's collection <laughs> And all the rest of them are the Jeff Pennington's whatever collection. Hell, Satan! <laughs> this dude loves Satan. Satan, I love you. You're from what is it called? Um, what was it? Hell. Mega, mega two. You're oh, from mega two. Got it. I mean, Satan, I, got there. I love you. You're from mega two. Wanna your arms kiss are your really big, small. <laughs> wanna kiss your big abs. <laughs> You've You're got 32. Bum-bum-bum. Bum-bum-bum-bum. You can uh, get that on Sony yeah. Records. Coming out in the summertime. <laughs> um, no, but no, seriously, head over to M-Class, uh, patreon.com slash podcast. There are, I think, three separate other podcasts you could be listening to. Yeah, you can get more of us. Which is great. And also we do um, audio logs from uh, the fictional world of Star Trek that we've created or had a hand in co-creating on our emails podcast. Yeah, everybody involved, all the people who write into the emails podcast really gets into it. I love it. It's great. If you would like your email in all that mess, you can send it to uh, mclassemail at gmail.com all singular we only do one email at a time. It can be a normal email, too. It doesn't have to be, like, a made-up character yeah, email. Yeah, it can literally be anything. It doesn't even have to be about Star Trek. Yeah, it can be about, like, whatever. It could even be like, Babylon 5, like Jeff likes to watch. Yeah, I've seen two episodes of that. Fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Just sit and be like, hey, Trek boys, what's your favorite sandwich? Like, it doesn't matter. Ask us whatever. Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> That is a really tough one. There's so many good sandwiches. I think an Italian sub is probably my favorite. Really? Like, with all kinds of fucking meats on it. I'm thinking, like, a club sandwich with, like, the perfect amount of mayonnaise and bacon. Oh, God. Club sandwiches are all right. I ain't trying to... I like a sandwich with a lot of meats. <laughs> I like to eat at least four different animals at a well, time. Being from, being from Philadelphia, I've had about 20 bajillion Italian hoagies in my life. So. Oh, well, that's true. It's like the pizza of hoagies. I love an I love an Italian sub. I like Do you like oil on it? A little bit. I get a little bit of oil on it. I go dry. I go in dry. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. There's so many fucking good sandwiches out there, man. <laughs> I like how we ask ourselves this question. Now yeah. we're talking about a sandwich. <laughs> I like. You ever go to Panera? You ever go to Panera yeah, yeah, Bread? Yeah, yeah, we got. Panera, I love the yeah. fucking bacon turkey Bravo. That's yeah, a, bacon turkey Bravo rules. That is man. A that's a, good, that's a club fucking sandwich. sandwich. That's like a club sandwich. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm talking about. Sure, I'll go for that. I Zane and I, when we worked in Dorsetown, used to go to uh, Panera like every day, and we had to like stop because it was like. <laughs> First of all, it's like becoming expensive. a problem. Yeah. Also, I would get like six cookies a week, which is like super bad. <laughs> like I went to my wife loves Panera. Like it's her uh-huh. favorite fucking place. And my problem is I'm a big fat slob, so like the half a sandwich and the little bowl of soup doesn't it's do like it for me. Not enough. Yeah, I agree with that. I got to get like a full sandwich, which is yeah, way like, more expensive. <laughs> yeah, I need like two sandwiches. What type of soup you get usually? I love broccoli cheese. It's Dude, fucking great. broccoli cheese is fucking dope. It's either broccoli cheese for me or I get the French onion. I don't like French onion, but uh, my mom really loves French onion. I I don't like it that much. That's a shame. But more French onion cheese. for me. Yeah, you can have my French onion, and then we can French each other's onions. Onions means butthole. I know. This... I knew. I know you did. <laughs> they might not have. We call it that all the time. If you go back through the podcast and hear us talking about any type of eating an onion, you know what we're talking about That's now. That's it. lingus. Thanks for tuning in to M-Class Podcast and learning with us today. <laughs> uh, we will be back in one week with more M-Class... Well, actually, before we leave, I want to tell everybody out there to fucking follow us on Twitter. Yes, thank you. God, yes. At M-Class Podcast. Uh, Our Twitter numbers are like half of our listenership for some reason. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't like Twitter. I guess there are a lot of people that don't have Twitter. Like, we're we're averaging like in our iTunes and SoundCloud and um, like, I don't count YouTube since it's probably a lot of the same people. Yeah, I wouldn't. But either. in our yeah. I, on our iTunes and SoundCloud, which is linked, we usually have around like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred people. Yeah, I saw that. It's going. It's getting up there pretty good. And our Twitter has like five hundred and fifty people on it or something. That's yeah, like a so third actually. And also, you could go to Instagram. We have an Instagram now. Yeah, we do have an Instagram. I posted twice on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I haven't posted at all yet. It's uh, it's just M Class Podcast. There you go. So, I don't know how you interact with people on Instagram, but follow us. Tell us you love us. <laughs> I'm sneezing. Actually, if you tag us like in your posts, it'll show it to us. Yeah, tag do that. Us at M Class Podcast. Show us your... what Star Treks you're watching. Yeah, show us your Trek merchandise and your Trek Ooh. shows. Yeah, what's your favorite like Trek thing that you own? Do that. Yeah, that would be fucking dope. Like, because actually. Let's do that across all social media. Yeah, we'll do that yeah, on I've... Twitter and Instagram. At M-Class Podcast on either of them. And tell us what is your favorite piece of Trek merchandise you own. This is a fucking call to action. Or we're show gonna get, us. We're going to get so much return on Invest- investment on yeah. this baby. ROI. What is the word I'm looking for? ROI. Uh, Roy. Roy. Yeah, Roy. Yeah, show us what your favorite piece of trek merchandise is as soon as you hear this go to your twitter or your instagram and show us do it and uh now i will say see us in one month for more trek one week see us in one week uh you almost got me alzheimer's but i said week (laughs) (laughs) see us in one week for more star trek 
M-Class goodness. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm mentally ill.